You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Chris Dimity and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up. And welcome back to part two of Product Watch. Chris and I are about to give you our opinions on Goldberg's WWE return and title shot. But before we do, email us at countinglightspodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter counting underscore lights without further ado here's part two of product watch and if you're listening right now it's 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 monday it's whatever it's <laughs> today is the doesn't matter the you're ninth. listening to it you're it listening happened, on the 12th happened, the last happened last week. week right um i don't i've never seen maybe in the 90s i saw a little bit of fascination with goldberg i he's like your age chris yeah, he's in his fifties, and he's, he's getting he's at least as he's, he's at least as old as I am. And he's getting a fucking title shot. And the last match he had with, I guess it was Undertaker. He almost hurt the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Listen, he is not. He is not the. You know, I talk about he is the opposite of Owen Hart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't understand. One, I never understood how Goldberg got so popular. Because mm-hmm. really, Goldberg was just a meet, a ratings ploy. Let's make somebody undefeated that just looks yeah, the part. Yeah, it was good. It was good when it happened. William Regal got fired for actually putting on a wrestling match with him. Uh, yeah, and I heard through the I heard through the grapevine that that was a little bit of a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. So um, I think if I remember this correctly, I remember that they told William Regal to go out and make it a match. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so his him his idea his technical background yeah. is all right. We're going to go out there and do some chain wrestling, mm-hmm. and then you know we'll we'll sh- I'll shine him, and then I'll, I'll get a little heat, and and then we'll fucking go home. And the problem. Was with Goldberg doing so many squash matches, he didn't know how. He had he no, had no he was, idea how to chain wrestle. He was not a fucking worker, man. Mm-hmm. He was a. Um, I don't well, even think he could chain wrestle now. He could, oh, he could not. No, I guarantee fucking tea. I don't think I he could chain wrestle back in his two thousand three stint. If fucking uh, at sixty one years old, Kit would fucking time in a knot. Yeah, I would see another thing. I would pay to see. Well, you know, fucking, it's that's that. Uh, and let me the, just say, I was a Stone Cold Steve Austin guy, but he was stunning Steve Austin first, and he, he was, was, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was an amazing he was uh, wrestler. He was originally, he was originally Steve Williams, Steve from, Williams from Greenhorn, Texas. It was exactly, <laughs> wrestled in the Sportatorium. Yeah, like you know, he, you know, I mean, he had the background. Goldberg was an NFL player. Not doing anything, and I'm not taking anything away from NFL players that turn into wrestlers. I'm not trying to mark. I'm just saying there's a he, huge difference. Goldberg was extremely marketable mm-hmm. in the late '90s because he it looked was like a Stone genius. Cold. It was a genius idea to see a guy in that kind of condition because he he was in tremendous. He shape. He had the look, yeah, and he was a you know, as far as the average American male. He's that's a scary motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, sure. I mean, he was extremely marketable, and he was a uh, God. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, a almost like an oddity, uh, a diamond in the rough. Yeah, you know, physically, was, right? He's lucky he had so many guys that would put him over. But honestly, I mean, other than the undefeated streak. 
But WCW didn't realize is who they had in the cruiserweight division that I think had they been given the opportunity probably would have been more popular than Goldberg. Who? Uh, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko. Have you said, have you heard the shit that, okay, have you heard the shit that people are saying about Chris Jericho? Oh, no. Online. Are you talking about when the when they followed the basket with the yes. NBA game? Yes. So that, so, and so, Following like AEW followed a, a NBA game and some of the NBA fans who are very very vocal. I read the NBA. <laughs> what are you Twitter. saying, brother? They saw Jericho's physique because so he opened up AEW. So these these people that normally would just watch basketball, I, I would say it's probably more of an urban kind of a group of no fans. no 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 not at all <laughs> not at all because I I'm in the I'm in the NBA fandom. You know, I watch basketball. Anybody who loves basketball. But these NBA fans, it'd been a while since they'd seen wrestling. Right. The last time they saw wrestling, Chris so Jericho. The, so the was person in, that they uh, actually uh, uh, recognized was Chris Jericho because he was so popular mm-hmm. in WWF and they, in, in, in the 90s and the 2000s. Well, okay, re- really the 2000s for, for, uh, for WWE. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a big fucking name. And now they see him working for this other company. And uh, the... Look, like, Jericho's 50 years old. Well, I know, but... Uh, it's you know, been there's a plenty pandemic. Of 50 year old, there's, okay, there's plenty of 50-year-old guys that are in the wrestling business that have kept themselves in, in, in tremendous condition. And, I mean... And the expression that a lot of them said, wow... When did Jericho fucking get a beer belly? Look. <laughs> like, look okay, I understand. I when, understand. Listen, when, I got look, a beer belly. There's a, pa- a pandemic and, happened. And you know, some people f- still think I'm fucking sexy. I'm defending Chris Jericho. One, Jericho puts out he doesn't care. Jericho actually said, if people aren't talking about me, I'm not doing my job. Well, that's true. And, and the expression when I was in the business was, talk good about me, talk bad about me. Just talk Just about Just talk me. about me. But, like, a pandemic has been happening. Uh, I'm sure gyms are closed. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, but the fucking beer store's open, isn't it? Look, <laughs> who hasn't been drinking beer during this pandemic? <laughs> and why Not is, you. Look, they all can't look like Goldberg in his 50s. But guess what Jericho can do that Goldberg can't? Wrestle a damn match. Get booked. Well, and you know, they've had their problems in the past, too. Mm-hmm. Look, there's nothing wrong with that physique at 50. That looks like that looks like fucking Kit Carson. That, but there's nothing wrong at with 61, that. Sixty-one. That and, is and, not. No, come on now, come on now. I mean, in fact, I think Kit might be in better shape. Mister Jericho, if you're listening, I totally disagree. Listen, Chris. Um, listen. Uh, um, you're just on a bridge burning. We're never going to get <laughs> AEW talent to be on here. You just keep fucking ourselves. I like to keep. I like to. I like to consider us pro AEW. We are pro AEW. Not I would say, no, I would say, listen. You are just some pissed off, listen, bitter if fucking. Gonna, <laughs> if we're gonna fucking, if we're gonna fucking, if we're gonna rib, we're gonna rib. Is this ribbing? <laughs> Look, okay, you're showing, but those, but, but with that, okay, with the face paint, with the face paint, he put on a five-star match with Kenny Omega. Okay, listen, he can still work, and there's plenty of workers out there. Listen, if my wheels were still in good shape, I have horrible knees and ankles, Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's come from years of probably, you know, lifting heavy weights and, 
and probably not doing things properly and consistent uh, uh, doing the same things over and over and over again, your joints wear down. Mm. And, and there's no question in my mind if I, God damn, if I fucking had the chance, if I could, if I could pay the money or we sign, a, right sign a contract or whatever. I mean, I'm not going to sell my soul to the devil. I can get you in good shape and I can be your manager dude, and we can do this. You fucking, you wouldn't know how to get me in shape. Fucking saved your life. Sit-ups. Boom. <laughs> Solved. Sit-ups, push-ups. For those of you that don't DDP know what Dan Danzy looks like. You can just go and go Google to his me. Facebook. You can just Google me. I'm on the first couple pages. Dan Danzy, D-A-N-Z-Y. I have. Uh, you can I, see my mug shots. You no, you can't oh, see you? my put. No, you can't see. Oh, my that'd mug be shots. great, you bro. Can't. Oh, no, fucking. No. We get a video podcast. We gotta hang nope. your fucking mug shot. Nope. I'll, nope. I'll, I'll put mine up. No. Well, you have a mug shot from. No, I don't. <laughs> see, it's more. See, if somebody saw us in real life, they would have thought you'd be the one that's I been know, arrested exactly. multiple times. I'm a little. Exactly. I've never. I've never. I was a drunk shit stirrer, but no, that that life's behind me. Yeah. So, um, listen. And there's Chris a is not in the best station. shape of his life, and there's plenty of workers. I know if if my my knees and and ankles and and, and things, if, the, if if I could get in the ring and fucking have a hell of a fucking match, yeah, because. Half of that is not only physical, it's fucking mental. Mm-hmm. And See, you just need to start thinking you're in good shape. And yeah. then we can take this show it's on the road. joints, man. Listen, if there's anybody out there that does, I don't know, some sort of fucking miracle thing on your joints, fucking email. I can't do that either. Well, there you go. Looks like you're stuck doing Counting Lights podcast with God me. Damn, man. And and in Jericho's defense, NBA Twitter is really savage. Like they so make is, fun of does, LeBron does, does for his hairline. Does the NBA ha- actually have a separate Twitter? I mean, or is there like that's a group they, that says that's NBA what they, Twitter? That's what we. That's what. Like, explain this to me. That's like, what's I'm a been deemed. So the collection of NBA fans that are tweeting during an NBA game and they're making fun of the players or they're making fun of the game. That's called NBA Twitter. And yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them are like, oh, pro wrestling after. Okay, let me check this out. Because the last time they checked out wrestling was probably 2010, 2011. And I think that uh, most of them were not overly impressed. Listen, they're not wrestling fans. They were not. They were not commentating. On the wrestling being and, shown and to personally, them. I think they listen, were just th- roasting Chris Jericho. I think you know, I came up in, in, I came up, I grew up as a kid in the era where that, that's what a wrestler looked like. Yeah, you know, like they were all older guys that were complete, I mean, total. Uh, uh, let's talk about Rick ath- Flair's physique, physique for so many decades. Yeah, let's, yeah, but he's fifty. Rick Flair wrestled well yeah, past his fifties, and he looked terrific. He did not his, look. Oh, too, he looked those, great. No, oh. let's let's show show Rick Flair's old man tits okay. well, yeah, from WCW. No, but, but when he was that, that's when he was in the sixties, man. No, when he was in WCW in the nineties, he it was he was close to like fifty. Ninety six, he was about like. 49, 48. Okay, here we go. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to show you a, a the picture. wrinkly belly of Ric Flair. Dude. And then let's go let's go to the, his evolution days when he had that WWE run. Come on now. Ric Flair's physique wasn't as good as it used to be in the 70s. NBA Twitter was just dude, roasting that dude, Chris Jericho. That dude is 60 years old right there. 
That, but that's that's. He fucking looks good that for does, sixty. Years that old. looks good for sixty. But if I was an NBA fan, I'd roast. I mean, if I was one of the, if I never watched wrestling, and whatever, and I didn't see it on a week to week basis, I'd make fun of that physique as well. Okay, let's let's find a picture of Flair in his fifties. You know who's 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 actually who's who's in great shape, uh, uh, and I hope to have him on the show. Who's that? Tim Storm has. You want to talk about somebody who keeps a good physique? So I I, I know that like Tim has really. He, there was a point in his forties that Tim completely and totally changed his body. Yeah. He, uh, he was, you know, he's he became the NWA world he's champion. He's a former NWA. He's a currently the SWE Fury uh, world champion. And uh, there was a point, and uh, I've known Tim Storm for a long time. We're going to have him on the podcast here. And he's... Uh, hey, he's like one of the coolest dudes. Really great guy. Really he's nice a good dude. Guy. He's a good guy. And he got in the business really late. Mm-hmm. He got in the business, he was... Probably your age. I'm um, calling it. Uh, so, you know what I? You know what I say when they started out that really late? Uh, they DDP'd wrestling. Well, and you know, and that's a good reflection because yeah. he had the ability in his uh, uh, normal, uh, regular job. He's a he's a some sort of a science teacher, or history teacher, or something, and so he had the ability to uh, set some goals and get himself in great condition and he's kept that condition um for oh gosh i don't know 10 years now mm. you know so watches his diet and does a lot of cardio and then and, and keeps up and i think that's something that people don't understand about staying in good shape is that it's not only what you do it's like being consistent about it yeah uh, which is a huge issue with I'm me. Ter- yeah, I'm terribly inconsistent. Yeah, like I, I, I eat sushi one like day, I'm, and then I eat McDonald's <laughs> the next day. I don't give a shit. So, I mean, yeah. listen, we all get older, and things change, and our bodies change, but I, I just, I don't know. I mean, they're goofing on Jericho. I just think it's fucking a little bit, of, a little bit fucking funny. It, it was funny, but like... Come on, most of those NBA fans. It's not if they were all built like LeBron James, it'd be one thing. But right. a lot of them right. aren't in the best shape at twenty something or thirty something. Right. That's what I hate about Twitter, man. You can just write anything about yeah, anyone. I don't understand Twitter, man. I never have. And they weren't even commentate on commentating on the wrestling being presented in front of them because the match Jericho was in. To open up, that was I mean, a pretty I mean, good match. Check that out. That is that is yeah. that is Flair's retirement match. Flair's retirement match. Yeah, man, Teddy, two years old. Or man, Teddy, wrinkly old body. Look Dude, at that. Dude, but fucking Jerry cause ten years from that, man. Yeah, probably. And yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not here to point out who has the better physique, right. Rick Flair or Chris. I'm Jericho. just saying they noticed That's it just, and they goofed on it. Well, because that's what NBA fans do. If they're not, <laughs> if they're not goofing. On uh, how the Knicks are playing, they're goofing on right, LeBron's right. hairline. Oh, they're definitely uh, not one to pull punches. Yeah, I mean it's the same with the NFL fans and everything. I mean that's just what it is. But Jericho had the perfect response. If they're not talking about me, I'm not doing that's my job. True. He's right, man. He's right. If they t- talk good about me, talk bad about me. And it's just not like talk about me. And the thing is with with WWE's Goldberg thing, and I had this uh, argument on Facebook. Because I was like, why is he getting a title shot? Someone said, well, AEW just brought in Sting at 61. Yeah, but he's not challenging for the title. Right. He's 
going to be a, uh, he's going to be an event. Mm-hmm. When, if he does get in the ring. It's going to be a cinematic wrestle, match. I don't even safe. know what that is. Explain to me what that you is. You have not. Okay, so cinematic matches. So we matches, talked about this last week. Cinematic matches. Uh, I guess you could say Matt Hardy started them back when he was in TNA. But they're just movie matches. They're just like, they don't, they so don't take place. they're filmed as if they're filmed it was fights. a movie. It filmed as if it was a well, movie. Well, fuck, I could do one of those. Yeah, that's, that's it, this is a relaunch. So we need to find a fucking director. They basically thought of a way to continue a wrestler's character without putting them in danger in a wrestling ring, which is a cinematic match. That's Does, kind of a fucking good idea. I know. I know. But the problem is they put Goldberg in an actual fucking wrestling ring. Yeah, you, you, oh, I got you. So we're not, now we're back to Goldberg. This but is where this Sting, started. All right. That's right. what Undertaker's right. last match was. Undertaker's last match was AJ Styles' cinematic match at WrestleMania. They, okay. they went cinematic I'm with it. I'm sorry. I do not see fucking see this shit and then I, all the re- well, all the people the who are real wrestling fans and that are, are, are watch the product currently I apologize but I just fucking can't fucking stand it we should make a cinematic match for you it's gonna be a counting lights video you could face whoever you dude, want dude if to. you find a fucking director I'll fucking do it I'll direct it Okay, I we gotta find the equipment. And... I got all the equipment. I got a camera. Are you shitting me? I can. I'm shit. Dan right, Danzy, right. shit. You, you're hearing Dan Danzy. I've got. I know a bunch oh of venue God. owners. Dan's I know. A, Dan actually looks like he's got a spark under look, his ass. Look, I've got a little cigar in my ear. <laughs> look, kid. I know plenty of venue owners. We can get this done in Deep Ellum. <laughs> Which one of you guys is Pink Floyd? Yeah, we can get you in a match at a bar, bar fight with a ref. I mean, I can, I can get a ring. We don't even have to put it in a ring. That's the thing about cinematic matches. Oh, you just do it in a bar? They don't have to be in a ring. They don't. They can just so be you're anywhere. So you film it like a movie and make me look like a fucking badass. Abs- well, I mean, it just depends on my mood well, listen, that day. I'm a fucking badass, bro. I don't know. Really? I could make you, I could make you look like an absolute that, pussy. Yeah, here's the difference is that uh, um, when I wrestle, I make the decisions. This isn't wrestling. Right. It's more of fucking production, right? This is, yeah, you're doing stunts. Yeah. Huh. You're, this is you know that you know those you know those different this is a different monkey imagine uh uh you are are in your own roadhouse brawl that sounds like fun <laughs> i know that's what these cinematic matches always, are i always want to be in the movie <laughs> dude uh it's so funny uh i was just i was watching i only watch you know that movie with patrick swayze roadhouse yeah i love that i movie. only watch Terry Funk's scenes. He's fucking great. I love Terry. That's my favorite part. That's my your favorite a part. Whore. Your mother's a whore. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, your no, egg sucking dog. He plays. He you know he plays the bouncer that's like yeah, jealous right. of Patrick Swayze. Yeah. I I just think that's I've never. No one talks about Terry Funk being in Roadhouse. You know you don't realize how small guys are in Hollywood mm-hmm. until you see somebody like Terry Funk yeah. who was a, you know, he was a f- real fucking shooter. So, you know, I mean, he was, he was wrestling, gripping the wrestling business. And I would, wrestler. and but I would say kind of incorporated he hardcore. A huge guy. Yeah. He wasn't like the rock. No. He wasn't six, five and fucking, you know, jacked to the gills with, Gas, but he could fulfill those type of roles but that they needed in Roadhouse. Fu- but he could fucking fight, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't realize how small guys are in Hollywood until you see a regular, real fucking 
badass dude next to him. Well, sometimes they take small guys and make them look like badasses. Roddy Piper and they live. Mm. You know? Yeah, he was. I think Roddy Piper is probably maybe max. You know, he kept that. He kept that secret from Vince McMahon that he was going off and filming that movie. So I remember the story that they found out that he was going to do They Live. Mm -hmm. And Vince came to him and said, You can't do the movie. I want to give it to Hulk. He always wanted to do it. No, he's like, Listen, you can't do this movie. It's okay. I'll get you another one. Mm -hmm. I'll have you another movie in two weeks. And he goes, not by, not directed by John Carpenter. That's right, motherfucker. Piper so knows. You. Piper was so badass because he, he just knew his shit. He fucking marched to his own fucking unapologetically. Drummer. I loved him. Roddy loved Piper, Piper was so that was good. One of the, that, that, you want to talk about wrestling deaths? Uh, I tell you what, that one choked me up. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the. I was sitting in the, there right here in Lake Islands, in Dallas. Uh, there used to be a local bar called Offshore next door. And it was just a little fucking hole in the wall. Dive bar. Good yeah. fucking food. I mean, it was run by the person who cooked in the kitchen, you know. Okay. Like, it was owned, like, like privately owned. It was really fucking good. It Me Too's it, happened in this it, bar. It, 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 no, no, <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't like a, a, a dive. I'm just fucking it was, around. It was, it was literally became a place where you could, walk, like, cheers. You could walk okay. into and you pretty much knew everybody. So it had a lot of alcoholic regulars. No, but like, that's what cheers like, was. Okay, <laughs> maybe I was in my drinking phase. But the point was to say you walked in and everybody was glad to see you. Yeah, and, and you knew most of the guys, mostly that were sitting at the bar, sharing not, each other's miseries. Yeah. So, um, and I was sitting at that bar when I got the text about mm. uh, about Roddy Piper. Yeah, and I sat my with my wife. And we were having a couple of drinks, and uh, there the bar was packed with regulars. Yeah, and everybody was from the neighborhood, and everybody knew everybody, and I could not hold it back. How many drinks uh, did you uh, have? Though? No, I mean I was probably maybe I probably had a couple beers, but okay, like it really hit me. It hit me that the guy that. Um, that was such a big star when I got in the, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this story. I got to see the first WrestleMania live. Okay. Not live there, but I got to see it at closed circuit television. Closed circuit television. My father, I was 16 years old. My father bought tickets. Uh, he wasn't a, re- he was, he, he wasn't really big on like uh, small surprises. He was kind. Of, he was a little bit of a hard ass, and mm-hmm. you know, he kept me in line. He was a disciplinarian, and but he bought me tickets to see the first WrestleMania on closed circuit television. And he worked in the hotel business in Anson Pool. Got these tickets, and we went to Fair Park Coliseum in downtown Dallas, and sat in a box seat at Fair Park Coliseum and watched. The, the first WrestleMania live on closed circuit television. It's crazy. And to see the guy that as, I mean, I was a kid who loved the wrestling business. And then in my, in my twenties to get to go on tour with the WWF and do jobs for them mm-hmm. And to see him in the locker room and to see the way he interacted with 
everybody in the locker room and to see him just like a regular guy getting his boots on and putting his kilt on mm-hmm. and and then to see the way he was a kind of a fuck you I'll do what I want to guy which once again I'm a little I've always kind of had a little bit of problem with authority yeah I just it just it made him a human being it made him not just a superhero wrestler on television yeah it made him a real guy you know and to see how much he loved his family Mm -hmm. and then uh and then at the time he was still doing his podcast Mm -hmm. so i had to listen to his podcast and see him as a regular guy just like we're doing he was absolutely hilarious talking to his podcast great hilarious person uh, and and then to see then to hear the stories of him and flair traveling in atlanta you know during the you know the early you know late 70s early 80s and those stories and it just man it really hit me hard and mm-hmm. i just sat at that bar and fucking bawled and just fucking cried over my beer i don't remember him i think the 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 match i saw it was actually coincidentally the 25 jericho versus the three legends match it was originally going to be jericho versus mickey rourke but then something happened oh, and right, mickey right, rourke right. didn't want to wrestle um, you know, Piper didn't have it anymore. Which was a good idea for Mickey Roar. It was a good idea for Mickey Roar, yeah. Jericho, I mean, listen, Jericho would have taken him and fucking tied him in a knot. Yeah, no, I, and I think uh, what had happened was Mickey Rourke, the the production behind the, the wrestling movie, uh, The Wrestler, uh, wrestling was still looked down upon, and it was just like, oh, don't, don't do that. Right, right, you know? right, right. So I got to see Piper technically wrestle. He was in the match. He did wrestle Jericho, but he didn't. He didn't, you know, have have it anymore. The only person in that match that had it still was mm-hmm. Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat was fucking going off, man, and he was like, I want to say, yeah, he was late fifties. He was mid fifties, yeah. late fifties, yeah. and Ricky Steamboat still doing Hurricane Ranas and shit. Oh, it was amazing, Chris. They gave him a U.S. title run after that shit. Um, he was a man, man. But I'm just telling a, you, he was something else. It was a fun memory of hearing Piper's music and be like, all right, I finally right. get to see Piper live. Yeah. That is a wrestler yeah. I'm glad I got to see live before they yeah. passed. Hogan, I could have gone without. Actually, I haven't seen Hogan wrestle. I've seen Hogan open up a show, and then that was it. Oh, I told the story about uh, wrestling Owen Hart and Jim Neville Nightheart, and then and, and as a 22, 23-year-old kid, and I guess Hogan had something to tell Nightheart. Yeah, yeah, you up, told that story. Yeah, I told that story, walked up and, like, tried to... He carnied Did you. a horrible job at talking, talking speaking carny. He tried to kayfabe me, you mm. know, just looking at him like, what the fuck? I've seen Goldberg wrestle live, regret that. <laughs> it was that Royal Rumble in San Which Antonio. Which brings us back to what we started on this thing. Yeah, what no, are they going to do with Goldberg? I don't know. Why are they doing anything with Goldberg? Why isn't somebody I don't being know. Maybe pushed? it's a draw. I don't know. The thing was, they, they had... they got to be paying him had, a shit ton of money. I don't know. Why does he need it? You had Drew McIntyre beat Keith Lee, and then Goldberg comes out and challenges Drew McIntyre. And it's just like, why? Why not, why not Kevin Owens? Why not somebody... And you know, a lot of these guys haven't signed their new deals. 
that have been oh, offered right. to them. They've been holding back, right? Well, you know, you kind of half-ass saying goodbye to, to Brody Lee. Right. You know, who's someone they all loved and respected. They're getting paid less because they're not doing house shows. Right. right. You know? There's uh, no audience. You released 30 wrestlers during the pandemic for for financial reasons when really it wasn't financial reasons you you had money saved up I don't know man maybe Vince couldn't buy that the fucking big boat or something I don't dude it is it's all coming to a turning point where I think the wrestling war I think the wrestling war really begins when enough people from WWE just jump ship either over to Impact or AEW At this point especially with the pandemic I would say that anything could fucking happen the backing that they have. Also, don't forget the Democrats have won, and now you know they're going to come after Vince who because knows, of his. Who knows that, what's going to happen now? Who, who knows? knows? Which it's our episode that we lost, but no, this is what this. Yeah, no, but we're not going to bring up politics again, right? Because you know the universe right. will strike this episode dead. <laughs> but it's definitely 2021. I think is going to be a turning point. Let's make a prediction. Uh, 2021 is definitely going to be a turning point. For uh, for wrestling in general, I think uh, th- I think this might be Vince McMahon's last year running uh, WWE. That's my prediction that this is his last know, how, year. How old is Vince now? Seventy-five. Is that right? Seventy-six. Might be closer to eighty. How no, old he's is... not that old. No, he pretty he pretty old. No, he's not that old. He's pretty old. Hold Vince on, I'm McMahon. looking it up right now. Looking this up. Vince McMahon. I'm having wrestlers going through... Uh, I'm having comics going through mental breakdowns right now. Oh, are you? Yeah, somebody, sending me text somebody, messages. Oh, shit. Oh, that's good. Yeah, well, how, let's put that on the podcast. How old is... <laughs> it's just being in the pandemic. Dude, I, I use voice and it fucking 81. recorded every... No, he's not. He's 81. He is not 80 fucking one years 81 old. 81 years old. Oh, my God. Is that motherfucker that old? 81. How old is fucking Hulk Hogan? I'm probably 61. I thought, they, I thought no. 70, no. 70 something. Yeah. Because uh, I thought he, him and Vince were fucking close to around the same age. But Jesus know. Christ, he is 81 fucking that, years old. Now that I see his age, there's no business for him to be he running WWE no, right now. He should uh, Pass it down to Shane or, or Trips. I'll, I'll tell you this: I think that uh, Vince, if they, if Vince leaves wrestling, I think he probably fucking die. He it has been said about him that he won't stop. I mean his his dad. Well, yeah, cancer killed him. Yeah, but his so his dad sold it. Smoker or something. But his dad sold the business when he got that cancer diagnosis. Yeah. He so did. it took a cancer diagnosis for his dad to stop. Yeah. How old was Vince Senior when he I passed? Don't, I don't know. Come all on. right, let's put. <laughs> this is good stuff. Let's put. How old is Vince McMahon Senior? He died at 69 years old. Nice. Uh, <laughs> on the 69 so there part. there you go. No. Oh, 69? That's yeah. young, man. I know. It's just the number. You know <laughs> what I mean? Nice. Um, That's a pussy-eating reference for uh, you guys that are following along. I mean, or or a cock-blowing reference. <laughs> That's how the way the 69 works. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, 81 years old. Just pass that shit along. Oh, God. Fucking... Move, fucking get in your chair, retire. I don't know, man. 80, he has no business. No business. 
Listen, uh, would you would you vote him in as president? Fuck no. Then you then would you want to talk about a fucking ego? You're putting together a wrestling company. Do you make him the no decision maker? Fucking way. That's what I'm saying. You know, Get him it's out of probably a little incontinent. And Inco- you mean incompetent? <laughs> no, incontinent. Incontinent. It's when you piss your pants. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> that's terrible. I hope that never happens. It's when you got the dribble. You got them dribbles, <laughs> the drip drips. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Holy shit, I didn't know he was 81. Holy shit, I didn't know he was 81. I didn't know either. his age would back my points. That's crazy. <laughs> Man, why are they no doing wonder. that? Why? No wonder that product is fucking killing No like wonder that product's like, No wonder he thinks Goldberg is young enough to Jesus get the shot. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, of course he doesn't understand Twitch and Cameo now. This makes so much sense. Of course he's 81. I don't understand Twitch and Cameo either. Well, he doesn't think his wrestlers should make money off of it without him getting a little pace pace. That's just being a greedy motherfucker. God, yeah, we had an episode. We had an episode not too long ago where you and I were like, you were defending him and the way he runs money and the way he keeps getting money. Right. Now that you hear his age is eighty-one years old, yeah. don't you think it's time for him to stop playing the game? <sighs> He's got what uh, ten years left, maybe. If he's fucking lucky. If he's lucky, he shouldn't be running I didn't that company. Think he was that fucking old man? He is. Holy 81. Shit. Fucking hell. That's uh, nine times nine, damn, homie. That's like, a, that's like a fucking old man running a fucking like disco club. Or God, it makes me. I said disco. Disco club. <laughs> if you can if you can still run a. It makes me sound fucking old. Yeah, if you it. can run a successful disco club in 2021, power to you. I don't know what they call them now. They but that just club, that makes right? me disappointed. In, the club. That makes me disappointed in my father even more because my dad's only like sixty something and won't get out of his chair. Jesus Vince McMahon's Christ. running a whole global corporation. <sighs> wow, that's unbelievable. I but, can't believe. Hey, we have a show January twenty fourth at Hyenas Dallas. Um, get your tickets now. We're but it's not counting light show, but Chris and I. And friend of the show, Miles Francis, both on lineup. It's also got Mikey B, Lawrence Rosales, bunch of funny uh, local Dallas it's, uh, comics. Uh, new faces. The Fresh Face Showcase. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't like know why. My face is fucking fresh. Yeah, and I don't know why I'm on there. People have been coming to see me now. I'm not fresh at, at all. Yeah, but you're, you, that's what it is. Can I explain it to them? Like, it's you so and Mikey B. It's and- me, Mikey B, Lawrence Rosales. We're all on the roster, and we bring young talent with us on this show. I'm I- young talent. I mean, in comedy terms, Chris is. Chris is. And so this is a way for Chris and Miles and every other young comic on the show to to learn how to... uh, Be seen. Be seen. Be seen, learn how to promote, all this other stuff. And it really helps them locally. So we're going to be there uh, January 24th, Hyenas Dallas, 8 p.m. Get your tickets at uh, hyenascomedynightclub.com. Just click Dallas, click tickets, find our show on the 24th. And order them. Um, come out and see me, man. I'm come out and funny. see Chris. I don't give a shit. Um, my I set. Give a shit. Chris will give a shit, so he will be funny. Mine, it's it's a toss uh, up. Dan will be funny. I'll it's make all him about be funny, my mood. Though. It's all about I'll my fucking mood. I might show up there shirtless, showing off my physique at thirty three, which is worse than Jericho's. <laughs> <laughs> You do that. You don't, don't tell them that. They won't buy tickets. No, they won't. They won't. But c- get your tickets if you're listening. HyenasComedyNightClub.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. We've got great episodes to come, including uh, uh, an episode with Bill Apter. Bill Apter. From Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I mean. Uh, let's just let's, uh, let's go over who I've talked to this week. 
Oh, oh, okay. So, uh, upcoming guests for the Counting Lights podcast, I've got, uh, we've got Bill Apter. We're trying to settle on a date and time for, uh, to do our um, Zoom interview with Bill Apter. Yep. Um, I have spoken to uh, a Jerry uh, Rocha. Jerry Rocha. Yeah, who is a very a funny comedian from Dallas who lives in uh, L.A. now. He is a very, very funny man. Also has a great Twitch channel at twitch.tv. He's really involved in Retro Rocha. Yeah. R-O-C-H-A. And uh, I actually texted with Baby Doll. Baby Doll. This week, and so she is interested in coming on the podcast as long as, as well as Tim Storm and uh, uh, one uh, really good friend of mine from uh, the World Class and USWA and Global Wrestling Federation, uh, Rugged Rod Price. Nice. So uh, we've got some really great uh, upcoming interviews. Um, also, we we are in contact with AEW's media department. If Chris hasn't, yeah, they're not paying attention to me. If, if if Chris hasn't burned that bridge, making fun of the young bucks earlier, uh, uh, we so we might we might get permission to interview some AEW talents down the road. Again, it all depends on if Chris burned a fucking bridge uh, in what? this episode. Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, counting underscore lights. I lost my train of thought there for a second. Email us at countinglightspodcast at gmail.com and find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio for Counting Lights Podcast. He's Chris Germany. And that's Dan Danzy. And this is Counting Lights Podcast, where wrestling and comedy lock up.